You're listening to episode 34. Hey there, Business Generals family. Welcome to another super episode of the Business Generals podcast where I feature amazing guests and I ask in-depth questions about their entrepreneurial journey. You know, my belief is that it doesn't matter how your journey in life started. It's not that important because great or small, the important thing is how you finish. So whatever your situation today, I want you to know that you can get your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. In today's show, family, I dig into how it all started for our feature guests, how they have built their brand, and I even get into all the juicy details about their big challenges, their growth moments, and all their big breakthroughs. So it's going to be an amazing show. I actually selfishly started this podcast because I love to hear how entrepreneurs did it, and I wanted to ask the questions for myself. So really... I am the number one student, so get ready for amazing coaching tips, family, to help you maximize your business dreams. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on the Business Generals Podcast, where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs five days a week. Davis Mutawa here, your host. I am super excited to bring you today's future guest, Mr. Andreas Jones. Andreas, are you ready to share your entrepreneurial story? Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Andreas is a leading authority on small business growth and profitability, a number one international best-selling author of Business Leader Combat and a certified John Maxwell coach. He is a contributor with the Huffington Post. Um, Andreas's service in the U.S. Army forged his character and leadership skills, which he says have been tested and tried through the fire, forming the key principles that he teaches his clients today. I am super pumped to dig more into your story, Andreas. So, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome Andreas to the show. Andreas, before we jump into your story, maybe just take uh, 30 seconds to tell us who is Andreas outside of business oh who's andreas outside of business um i'm married um to my beautiful bride ashley marie um grew up um, in jamaica migrated to the states um in my adult years um enjoy watching sports you know football basketball soccer and um love camping and hiking and i read a lot amazing that that's interesting what sort of stuff do you read a lot about? Well, I am um, an avid reader of uh, personal development, uh, business, and psychology. Um, I'm really uh, intrigued by how the brain works and how we perceive and how we understand things. And so I'm always finding little um, research and white papers and um, different trade manuals and magazines. Just it's keep up on the latest trends in, in business, psychology, and mindset, and personal development. Mm, very good. Very cool. Andres, how long have you been in full-time business for yourself? About two and a half years now. Okay. And what are your, uh, what would you call your core business streams at the moment? Core business is uh, my uh, one-on-one uh, clients that I work one-on-one with, and then I also have my mastermind clients, which is a uh, a uh, group roundtable um, discussion type um, interaction um, where uh, we get you know between six and ten you know business owners in a room and we we dive into problems and then come up and develop solutions to solve those problems. What's your area of focus when you're catching up with business people and what industries do you currently sort of support at the moment? My area of focus is mostly around leadership. And um, and marketing, and um, kind of my uh, 
I guess my target market would be um, around service-based businesses. Um, you know, so small business owners, you know, doctors, lawyers, you know, uh, physical therapists, dentists, um, any kind of business that is providing a service. Um, um, I like to get into the trenches in those businesses and really understand how they work and how they um, how to move the needle forward. Mm. Take us to um, your entrepreneurial journey. How did it start out for you? Are you coming out of corporate or out of uni or um, how did things happen for you to find yourself where you are? Walk us through that story. Yeah, so um, the entrepreneurial journey, um, I would say it started uh, back in uh, Jamaica where I grew up um, when my parents were uh, small business owners. And uh, just growing up around that environment um, pretty much all my life um, with the, with, in the backdrop of growing up in Jamaica where the poverty rate is about 85%. And so that meant that there wasn't a lot of um, so-called jobs, data jobs, nine-to-five jobs. So a lot of people were forced to get creative and figure out a way to survive, take care of their families. And so that's kind of where the um, outside the entrepreneurial uh, path began with just uh, being able to think outside the box, um, trying to help my parents, trying to you know, survive and, and uh, trying to live a great, happy life. So you come, you migrated to the, to the U.S. Um, and um, what what happens? Do you do you get a corporate job or do you go to college? Walk us through that piece. Yes, I migrated to the United States and I went straight into the U.S. Army. Um, did nine years in the Army, um, which was um, some of the best years of my life uh, outside of being married. Um, it's just a, I, I just learned. Um, so many lessons that I had so much to take away from my time in the military and just, um, just, just the overall environment in the military was absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I'm just forever grateful uh, for that, for that experience and all that it taught me. And then, then from the military, I transitioned out of the military into the corporate world and then, uh, from the corporate world, uh, into, uh, into my business. What were the key things that you were doing in the military? Did you were you on um, on tour or were you just home based? I was on tour. Uh, I was uh, in Afghanistan and in Iraq, and um, I did a lot of. Uh, I was a military police and a um, logistics uh, manager. Mm. How was being on tour? Just for those who've never really had. A close up with somebody who 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 went into it. How how long were you out there for, and how how is that life? So I was in uh, Iraq for eighteen months, and in Afghanistan for fourteen months. And um, I have to say, it was a it was a life changing experience. Um, you know, coming from coming from Jamaica, migrating to the states, and then going over to those countries. Um, it was a real good three sixty experience for me. Um, and the fact that I got to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and um, I just had a real appreciation for life and for all the luxuries I could say um, that's available to me now. Um, now I'm back. Now I'm back home in the states because um, it's uh, it's amazing to see how people are living on way less than what we call less here in the states, and um, 
they seem to be happy and seem to enjoy it, even though their reality is not that. And so that this, the whole experience of interacting with the Afghan and Iraqi people, um, for the most part, they were really nice and great people. Um, a lot, a lot of them loved us. You know, we played soccer with the kids and all that stuff. So it was a great experience for me, outside of my military duties, to be there. And you said that that episode or that experience, uh, those nine years in the military, your tour in Iraq and Afghanistan, um, shaped some of the principles that you teach your clients today. So, what made you decide to go into your own business? Um. First, it was just my overall love, passion, and desire for uh, small businesses. As I said uh, my parents were small business owners, so um, you know I just was able to see you know what small business success looked like and what the hard times and the tough times look like um, up close and personal uh, with those um, situations, and um, I just see the huge benefits and a huge journey that owning a small business entails and, and, and the joy it brings if it's if it's being successful and thriving. But also seeing the pains and the sleepless nights it brings if it's being if it's not, you know, producing as you want it to or if it's and the stress it causes and the overwhelm and the burnout. So I was seeing both sides of the coin and I wanted to um, figure out a way to help small business owners stay over on the more thriving, productive, and profitability side of the coin. Mm -hmm. So you were holding down a job, and then you started your own consulting on the side. Is that right? How did that go for you? Um, So at first, um, it was a bit challenging because I had to get used to managing my time, you know, with my job, Um, then wanting to do the business, and then also, you know, still... um, spending quality time with my wife and, you know, giving her the time, um, you know, that she needs and, um, make sure that my marriage is, is being fed and taken care of also. Mm-hmm. And tell me, how did you acquire that first customer? If you can remember that story. Uh, first, uh, kind of got, um, was through a uh, word of mouth. Um, I had, um, spoken at a workshop, um, uh, on a leadership workshop, um, in, in my community and, uh, someone, um, you know, told someone that they heard, you know, they heard me speak and, um, they really liked what I had to say and wanted to learn more about what I do. And so that's how I kind of got my first client. And how, how, how was that feeling? Um, was that a, uh, a small kind of engagement or, or do you have that client still today? It was a small engagement, but it was um, a relief in the sense that um, I was able to do that, but not only was I able to get a client, but I was able to really help them. And that was just um, a huge a relief for me that I was able to put this process together, um, show it and share it with someone else, and it's actually showing results in their business and they're happy and they're they're on their way to to making a difference um in their business and in their family life and um just all around happiness and joy for them now that they're able to kind of get an understanding yeah that's interesting yeah i've always um been taught you know when you're starting something out you know it's not validated until you've got that first paying customer somebody's able to put their hand in their pocket 
and um, exchange uh, their money for your value for whatever you're bringing to the table. So, so that's always a great start. Um, tell me, how did you grow your what, business so at the I, start? Um, from from the time working with that first client, there was a couple months after that that I didn't have any clients, and um, I was trying to figure out how what was my message to the market, trying to really iron out my target market. And um, I was just all over the place in those couple months since the first client. Um, and then I, um, I, I hired a coach and a mentor to help me kind of figure it out, um, help me find a path and come up with a good plan of action to implement. And making that decision uh, was kind of the pivot point uh, for me where I was able to really um, own my message I was really able to get clear on who I wanted to serve and who I wanted to help, and then also getting my message message out to those people um, that I wanted to work with in a very effective and efficient way. And so um, that coaching and mentoring relationship was the, the pivot for me um, in helping me, you know, grow and develop my business um, into something that's sustainable and thriving. That's that's very interesting. So you found a mentor um, who's helped you clarify your message, clarify your target audience, who you want to work with, um, and then build that confidence in you to actually bring about that into reality. So I know you touched on service-based clients. Um, do you get? Did you get any more specific around who your target market is? Um, so if somebody is listening and they're thinking, I want to do something similar, run my own consulting practice, my own coaching business. Um, I want I want you to share what how you were thinking about it before and how you th- you think about it now. Uh, those key things that you've just talked about. What was it before? What is it now? And how has it changed? Yeah. So uh, what it was before was I was just putting a message out to everyone, any and everyone who uh, who I thought needed to hear it, with no clear uh, purpose, no clear message. It was just. Hey, I have a business. Um, come do business with me, kind of, kind of deal. So it wasn't clear, concise, um, and um, it wasn't answering any any other issues they were facing. It was just saying, "Hey, there's this guy. He's a coach. Um, he can help you," without any real uh, substance and clarity um, into that message. And then, so after, I was able to identify not only identify the market but understand their pain points and what they're struggling with and um, what they really need help with so I could speak to those issues I could speak to those pain points um, and to speak this, and, and then have the conversation around how I could how I could provide a solution for those pain and problems that they're facing day to day in their business so, so Andres who's your ideal client today? My ideal client is a, is a business that's been um, business owners been in business over two years. Um, is already uh, generating over um, six figure in revenues, over a hundred k in revenues. Um, has a team of at least. Uh, uh, it has to be them and someone else. Um, at this point, um, they, they have to at least have a team in place, and um, you know they're just. Uh, they they have figured out kind of what they they want to do and no kind of know what they're doing, but they're stuck in that um in that zone where they 
they they understand they know what they need to do but they don't know how to get to the next level and so that's where i come in to help them refine their processes refine their message their offerings um help them become better leaders as they're building their team um so i could help them get to the next level um, to where they want to go that's great i love the specificity of that but where are you finding these people are you online social media google adwords word of mouth how are you generating your leads today um so uh these people i go to a lot of um a lot of conferences you know um here in atlanta where i live there's a lot of different conferences and seminars that goes on um, I'm trying to get on the local radio stations, you know, trying to do interviews, trying to get on, um, you know, interviewing on podcasts. Um, I, I, I use a little social media, but um, I'm, I'm, I like getting in front of people and talking to people face to face. And so um, most of what I do is I'm in and around my local community, but I do have clients that, that you know, that are out of the country out of the U.S. and I have clients that are thousands of miles away from me. Um, and I kind of use to attract those clients through my social media messaging, um, mainly on LinkedIn. Um, I'm able to connect with those type of people who are, uh, who are looking to go to that next level. Mm. And so um, you've been running the business for two years now. I just want to get a, a, a sense of where things are at for you. Um, so you you were working full time before, obviously earning a good good income. How long did it take you before you got to a place where you felt maybe you had replaced your income? And um, you know, has it surprised you where you are at today in terms of the size of your business, or you're very happy with where you are? Um, it has taken me a bit by surprise. Uh, surprise, I should say. Um, then expected to uh, you know grow this fast. Um, you know, where I have an, I, I have an assistant, I'm, you know, looking to, to kind of build out my team some more to help me, um, with the day-to-day activities so I can focus on the bigger goals and the bigger tasks that I have to do. And, um, so uh, to that end, I was surprised it grew so fast, but it was a, the decision to, to actually leave and go full-time was a joint decision between my wife and I, making sure that, we're we're at least making the, the same level of income I was making from my full time job and on a consistent month to month basis for about three to four months in a row. So I wanted to make sure that I have proof of concept, which I did know that what I was teaching works, but then I need, also needed to figure out a way to have to generate um, leads and clients and to, to maintain a sustainable level of income. So that when I left my job, it wasn't a huge fall off um, in income and lifestyle for my wife and I and, and um, overall availability of funds to, to put into marketing and all that stuff. So how long did that take you, Andreas, to get to that point Since you, uh, from the beginning? About nine months to get to that point. But you were still working full time? Yes. That must have been hard, yeah? Yeah, it was a lot of long days. Um, but I knew that I wanted to, to make this work, and I was willing to put um, that extra effort into to, to get it to that point 
I was able to comfortably uh, step away from a full-time job. Well, congratulations on that. Um, I know it's really difficult um, to, to, you know, essentially you doubled your income over that period um, and then you then walked away from the one. Um, it's not it's not very easy, and nine months is is not a bad bad rap if you if you're doing it uh, essentially part time. So congratulations for doing that, and I think um, that's an inspirational story for somebody listening out there. Anybody can do it if they put their minds to it, and um, they take all their learnings uh, from what we all have strengths in, and then begin to apply that into a model. But I think what is important to me from what I'm hearing, Andreas, is you you find a mentor. And that really helped reshape um, your mind and point you in the right direction. So that's always very critical. Now, I want to pivot a little bit to talk about fear of failure. It holds a lot of people back. I mean, a lot of people would have said, hey, I've got a, I've got a comfortable job here in, in logistics, which you were in in a corporate role, doing getting a good income. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to risk it. Um, tell us a key moment where maybe you felt it was all too difficult and you were just going to give it all up or... I don't know, maybe it's a slightly different moment where you felt things that had not gone really well for you. Yeah, so if you remember, um, previously I said um, when I started out, I got the first client uh, from word of mouth, and then a couple months after that, there was nothing, kind of nothing coming in the pipeline. And so I was like, whoa, am I making a mistake? I started questioning everything that I was doing. Um, I don't know if I should do this. Maybe I'm not qualified enough. And so I had all those thoughts, all those self-doubts, all that negative self-talk going because nothing that I was doing was seemed to work at that point in time. And that's when I, I figured out I couldn't do it all by myself. And I, uh, that's when I reached out and connected with a mentor to, to help me figure that part out. That's that's important, um, and I think um, it can get challenging uh, when you're building out. And so, so your breakthrough moment came when your your mentor came. And did you have to shell out a lot of cash, or was it a free free program? Um, help help us just get the the mindset around what happened there. Um, I mean, I I, I paid for it. Um, I'm of the mindset that you know you get what you pay for. And so um, I, I wanted a, I wanted a mentor, but I just didn't want any mentor. I wanted some. I was looking for something specific um, that I wanted my mentor to be um, probably military. So that kind of refined my search because I wanted someone who was also in the military to kind of understand that mindset, that environment, and you know someone who had kind of transitioned into corporate world now into their own business. So that's what I was looking for. You know, I was willing to pay for it. Uh, because I knew that they have kind of been down a path that I've been that I'm starting, and so it would be an easy way to connect and to build rapport with them and to to help them help, so they could help me navigate the path um, to to that desired goal. That's great, and I love the fact that you're very specific on who you wanted to to work with, and I think that helps because. Then you're kind of going to somebody who's been where you want to go, um, and they've got the results on the, under their belt, so to speak. You, you talked about in the pre pre interview session we were chatting before about, um, and in the intro I mentioned that you you've worked with uh, John Maxwell, who's a top guru on leadership, and you're uh, a consultant um, with their program. How, how did that um, come about, and what has that done for your business? That started out uh, when I was in the corporate world. I went to my director and I was like, you know, I wanted to be a better, I wanted to be a better manager. 
and he uh, gave me the book uh, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. And um, you know, I read that book a couple of times and I got really deep into his work. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I love it. And then kept on reading more of his books and then you know, started following him, starting going to his conferences because um, his, um, his headquarters is here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so I started, you know, connecting with the local events and trying to get into his space so I could, you know, really get into it because I was really interested in, in what I was reading. And I really wanted to kind of meet this guy that was reading all his books. And so the opportunity came up um, that he wanted to, to start this um, coaching program, the John Maxwell team, you know, to be licensed, to, to bear that name on my brand and uh, also have the tools and the resources that are needed to properly um, train someone, help someone become a better leader. And so that opportunity came up um, when I was visiting a conference and I I signed up to the opportunity, um, went down to Florida, um, spent a couple of days with him, real small group settings. I was able to get a, a real good intimate experience and training and direct contact with him, which was great. And um, the support that he and his staff uh, provided was absolutely amazing. And um, so that's how that experience uh, started. And then after being you know, certified and licensed with his um, tools and resources and branding, um, it has really helped me in my business that it allows me to have easier conversations with potential clients. Because um, as you said, he's the number one leadership guru in the world. And a lot of people have either read his books or listened to one of his CDs or been to his seminars. So when I say that I'm affiliated with him um, through the John Maxwell team, it makes it easier for me to have that conversation and maybe start a, a business uh, relationship there. But um, it has been a huge resource and help to me to help me open doors and get those conversations started to see uh, how it can get working with some clients. So that's amazing. So I'm, I'm getting a couple of lessons here, and uh, I want to probably just hone in on, on two. So the first one is um, you read a book that somebody recommended to you, which was a turn one, um, Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, which I read many years ago uh, through an audiobook. actually. So it's a great book. If anyone hasn't got that, make sure you grab that. Um, and we'll link it up in the show notes. Uh, and then through that book, you then started following him and um, eventually ended up essentially buying his program and becoming a certified coach. So I want to speak on the fact on, on the marketing aspect, which I know you teach about and you're into books. And we'll talk a little bit about your books. So that that lead magnet, if you like, created that original um, relationship and those breadcrumbs that led you to his program, which which I know um, you've got to pay for and you've got to be a part of to be to be certified. Um, so that's important for somebody listening, uh, creating authority brands and creating something that people can can get attracted to way out when it's working for you while you're asleep, essentially. And then number two, Andreas, is... Um, You've uh, used the certification not just to essentially, um, it doesn't bring you leads as such, but it, it, it's a conversation starter. It's a door opener. Uh, and sometimes we, we're looking for shortcuts, but it is a bit of a shortcut, but you still have to do the work. And I think uh, I just wanted you to talk about that. Did you expect that you still had to put in the work afterwards or um, was this something that you just worked uh, that came about later? 
Oh, it, it came about later. I thought I thought I was gonna just get certified, and then there was gonna be a thousand people saying, "Hey, you work with John Maxwell? I want to work with you." <laughs> and I was not uh, I was not mentally prepared that I had to, even though I had the certification, had the affiliation, that I still had to go out there and do the work and create and nurture leads, um, and and you know into becoming paying clients. And so um, that was part of my development personally to to say, hey, um, you know, that's just one part of it to get the attention of someone. But then I still had to do the work of having that conversation of um, developing that rapport and trust, um, you know, so they could say, hey, I, I want to work with this guy. Um, and I'm willing to take out a, take out money out of my pocket to pay to work with this guy. And so I wasn't mentally prepared for that at first, but I, I uh, after a couple months of struggling with that, I, I got around where I was like, oh, I had to make that switch. I had to pivot from just expecting this to do all the work and I just sit back and you know, kind of twirl my thumbs. I had to get out there and be proactive um, in my approach. Yeah, that's good. That's amazing. Um, hey, I want to shift a little bit here. Um, how do you rank the following faith, fun, family, finances, friendships? Uh, so, um, you know, faith, number one, uh, family, uh, finance, uh, friends, and what was the other one? Fun. Fun. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely in my faith, um, you know, um, I'm a Christian and then my family, um, absolutely important. Um, you know, finances is, is, you know, is really important also. And, you know, they're my friends and fun um, in that order. Amazing. Uh, tell me, Andreas, um, a 30-second look in um, a day in your life when you started your business versus a day in your life today. When I started, I woke up um, not really knowing what I was going to do. I'm just winging it throughout the day and, you know, not, not having clear um, concise path on which I wanted to go and which I should go. And um, so 30 seconds to where it is right now is that I, I wake up energized, um, empowered, knowing exactly what I want to do because I'm, I'm planning my days, I'm journaling. Um, you know, there's a big thing that I do, I journal in the mornings. Um, and so I just have a sense of purpose when I wake up, knowing that um, if I interact with a business owner today if i have a coaching client it's an opportunity for me to to impact someone in a positive way make a change in their world in their life um and that change could you know to could uh affect their employees their families um their finances and so i have a great sense of purpose when i wake up in the mornings now that's huge you talked about journaling and i want to ask you what are you journaling um on a daily basis and and secondly do you still have periods where you've got no clients, you know, maybe a week? And what are you putting in your journal during that space of time? Yeah, so I'm um, doing my journaling. It's pretty much um, writing down what I'm grateful for. Um, just kind of reflecting on either my previous week or previous day. Um, so in, in the military, a great exercise that we did after every mission um, it was called the after action review. So it typically acts. Uh, what went well, what we didn't go so well, and what we can do to make it better next time. And that's kind of pretty much what I'm journaling day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month. 
And you know, so when I reflect on yesterday, if I had three tasks in front of me that didn't get completed, I'm asking what happened, you know, why those three tasks uh, didn't get completed. I'm asking, okay, uh, you know, what went well if I completed them and then, you know, how could I do them better next time if there's anything that needs to be improved upon. So that keeps me accountable um, not only to my processes, but also um, to make sure that I'm showing up 100% every time and every day for my clients because that's what they're paying for, um, my 100% best. Mm. And I'm interested to know, Andreas, when you're going through, I don't know, moments of drought in your business, the leads are just not coming through. Um, walk me through the mindset of how you're coming over that, you know, the dry, dry spaces or how you're managing that, if at all. Yeah, so if, if there's ever a dry space, then um, at first I used to worry and and um, and, and you kind of just get stressed out about it. But now I'm I'm uh, I've grown and matured you know, mentally to the point where I say, okay, I don't have a client right now. What else can I do to make my business better? Um, so either I am uh, trying to write a guest blog post, or I'm trying to. You know, get interviewed on local radio. Um, so there's always something I can do, and that's why I tell business owners all the time that you know, if if one era is not going right or the way you think it should, there's always something else you can do to push your business forward. And so, if there's ever a dry area, a, a drought per se, I look at it as look at it as an opportunity to do something to drive my business to make something better to rework a process and um, make sure I'm always moving forward. I love that attitude. Um, now you've talked about investing in mentors at the beginning of your of your um, personal business career. So I normally ask, do you invest in mentors? So the answer for you is yes, but maybe tell us who are your current mentors if you don't mind sharing. Well, I still have my mentor that I started out with because uh, I value that relationship so much. And um, then uh, just other, other mentors that I have, um, you know, John Maxwell is definitely one of my mentors. Oh, Darren Hardy, because um, I'm a big fan of the book, uh, The Compound Effect um, by Darren Hardy, um, which is a great book that I recommend to all business owners. And the, the basic concept is, you know, just do small steps every day. Um, that takes you closer to your big goal and doing that process of doing small things every day, it builds enough momentum that propels you um, to reaching or surpassing your goal. Yeah, I love that concept and I teach that as well. So um, that was my next question, man. You took it out of my hand. Uh, best best two books that you think are great reads for entrepreneurs. So I'm assuming Compound Effect is number one. Is that right? What's the number two? Yes, Compound Effect, and uh, I'll say uh, Think and Grow Rich. Okay, amazing, Think and Grow Rich. That's a good book. By Napoleon Hill, yeah. We're coming close to the top of the hour here, or to the end of the show, rather. Um, what is the best way for people to connect with you, Andres? Yes, the best way uh, for people to connect with me um, would be through my website, combatbusinesscoaching.com. Um, and there you could uh, you know, see my email, phone number, social media. Um, so that's where I have everything housed um, for contact-wise. Um, so that's always the best place to reach me. Send me a message. Um, is at my website, combatbusinesscoaching.com. And tell us about your books. Number one, why why have you written two books uh, very quickly? And you just told me pre-show that you're working on your third book. What is that doing for you and what's been your experience? 
Uh, yeah, so um, writing a book was kind of a challenge uh, from my mentor um, as a way to build authority in the marketplace. And um, so he gave me that challenge um, to to figure out how to package, you know, kind of what's in my head and my experiences through the military and all that stuff. And, you know, so I uh, I began working on that. And the the effects and the results of that has been amazing. It's been a real, true authority builder for me. It has opened doors to have conversations with great, you know, people who, have, who are, you know, 10 steps ahead of me, which is what I want. I want to have, I want to always be in conversation with those people who are 10 steps ahead of me. So, um, that, you know, I'm being challenged to, to, to stay on top of my game. What are the name of your books? Oh, the first two, uh, number one bestsellers. Uh, first one is distinguished men. And then the second one was uh, business leader combat. And the third um, is going to be uh, battle-tested leadership, um, which I'm looking to release in uh, January of 2017. And if you don't mind me asking, how many? I don't know whether you're doing prints or, or, or eBooks, but do you have a feel for how many books have gone out? Whether people have paid or whether you've used them as lead magnets? How many books are out there from your production? Oh, uh, to date, um, the last time I checked was about 30,000. Wow. And copies uh, either through Kindle or through print. And are you mainly um, selling them or do you give a lot away for, for, for lead generation? So I sell and I do give some away for lead generation. What's the ratio, do you think? Um, I would say 60% sell, 40% um, lead gen. That's great. How are you marketing them? Just putting them on Kindle or through your your website, speaking engagements? How they? How do you manage to, to shift 30,000 copies? Oh, yeah. So through Kindle, uh, marketing through Kindle, um, through uh, some speaking engagements and also just you know, being active on my social networks, um, you know, keeping tabs on my audience and making sure I'm connected with them always. And so I'm able to do that, you know, through, you know, physical um, copies being sold, digital copies, and then also um, through the, uh, you know, you know, driving people to a landing page of a lead gen to give them a free copy of my book, stuff like that. What's your counsel, very quickly, Andreas, to somebody who's maybe a consultant or a service provider, like you were saying before, a doctor or a lawyer, maybe some of your client uh, portfolio that you have? What's your counsel when it comes to writing a book and becoming an authority? Are you big on that, or it's just something that people can can or cannot do when they're under your coaching program? Um, so... I am big on it if you're doing it for the right reasons. Um, you know, you should have a purpose for the book. Um, you shouldn't just, I mean, you can write a book for just to write a book's sake, but I'll say make sure you have a clear um, purpose and have some clarity around why you're writing a book and what message you want to put out there um, in your book. Because your book is um, is an invaluable tool. Um, that's it could open a lot of doors for you, but um, if you're going to put out something in the book, you want to make sure it's very high quality, that it represents you and your brand to the best ability. Mm, amazing. That's great. 
Uh, before I ask my last question, Andreas, I just want to thank you, acknowledge you for everything you're doing in the marketplace, you know, for everything you've done um, through those tours and all your time in, in the military, protecting all those lives. So I want to just give back my gratitude to you and uh, for pursuing your dreams um, when it was probably not, not an easy thing for you to do, you know, doing two jobs at a time um, and now being on the other side of things where you're, you're growing your business, helping the business people around where you live and, um, and obviously offshore and in different places of the world so uh, for pouring out your words of wisdom here on this show I'm totally grateful Uh, for the last question I wanted to ask you what legacy do you want to leave and be remembered for when it's all said and done and tell us why Uh, yes so um, definitely for a legacy standpoint I want to leave a legacy um, of uh, honest um, integrity um, in business Um, I want to leave a legacy uh, um, that my family can be proud of in a sense that I, I've been a great husband, a great father, um, and a you know, great friend. And um, I just wanted to leave um, the world in a better place than it was when I came into it. And why I want to do that is um, because I, I think it's, uh, it, it's important uh, for my family to to celebrate me um, in life or death. And um one of the best things you can do is just leave a legacy they could be proud of that they could be proud to to, to to talk about you and to share you you know with their friends and um with the world as they go along i know that was my last question and thank you for for that candid answer but here's a random question that comes to my mind just based on your background did you ever come really really up close with thinking i'm gonna lose my life right here oh yes our, our our convoy got blown up in Afghanistan, and I thought it was the, that was the end. And then I was when I was in Jamaica, I got hit by a car. Um, that uh, the last thing I remember from that incident is just um, standing on the on the sidewalk. That's the last thing I remember. I don't remember anything else from that point on. All I know is what stories others told me about that night. Well, well, thank you for sharing that. Um that that makes it all the more important for us to be conscious um, of living out our lives, preparing our legacy and making sure that those around us are getting the best from us each and every single day. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with me and Andreas today. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And more importantly, I hope um, that you've got your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. Head on over to businessgenerals.com for all the show notes. Just type in Andreas in the search bar and his show notes will pop up with everything we talked about today. That is businessgenerals.com. And to connect with Andreas and check out his books, check out, check out what he's doing, where he's up to next, go to combatbusinesscoaching.com. Andreas, thank you so much for being on the Generals Podcast, Business Generals Podcast today. And uh, thank you for sharing your story with us. We are grateful you are a true business general. Oh, thank you very much, Davis. I really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Hey, what's up, Business Journalist family? Thank you for joining me and for listening to the Business Journalist podcast. Connect with me at Davis Mutabwa. That's D-A-V-I-S-M-U-T-A-B-W-A. Connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. And you can certainly find me at our podcast blog, businessjournals.com. And while you're there, remember to access all the show notes, a ton of free resources, killer training, and so much more. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Ciao.